It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. And welcome into Utah Car Sense, presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Major Lizer, sitting in for Austin Horton today. I uh, always enjoy when I get a chance to sit in for Austin. I'm here with Jeff Miller. How are you, Jeff? Good morning. How Good are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me in again. Absolutely. Happy to have you. Yes. Should be a fun show today. It should be. Uh, if you want to give us a call, really easy, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, that is our guest line if you want to get on and talk to us about your car. If you've got a question for Jeff about your Subaru or really anything, uh, he's the mastermind behind the advice auto Advice like Dr. Laura. Just like talk yes, about exactly. Anything. Yes. Relationship advice, whatever yeah. you want to do. Hey, if you want to do that, too. <laughs> I'm sure Jeff and I can impart some sort of wisdom, whether or not it's good or bad. Yeah, I would not follow it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either for me either, but we can be an ear to listen. But, uh, yeah, give us a call, and uh, uh, we'll have you on the air. And we have a lot of people that call in every single week, so it's a lot of fun on this show. So Perfect. And, but, we'll, uh, and we'll do a drawing, too, at the end. So cool. when we get to the end of the show, we'll draw for one winner. We'll pick a random winner of all the callers, and we're going to do a free oil change this week. So we're going to do the MM Direct service that we do. So... We'll come out, as long as you're within 20 miles of one of our stores, we'll come out to your house, pick up your car, bring it back to us, do the oil change, and return it back to you. Not only do you get an oil change for We're free, come which, get it from yeah, you. which is a steal in itself, because, you know, th- yeah. that's just a little extra expense. Yeah, nice that you can free oil change. Yeah, you can save a little money that way, but they will come to you, so you don't even have to get up from Netflix. Yep. And it's a service we provide. Every new car we sell, you get two years of free oil changes and free service. Really? maintenance plan, and it includes the MM Direct service as well. So. I did not know that. So for two years, you get that. On so any new car, yeah. That's awesome. So uh, if you're in the market for a new Subaru, make sure you go check out either of the, their locations for Mark Miller Subaru, Southtown and Midtown. I'm a frequent visitor to the Midtown location. We see you there. I saw your dad there the other day, too. Yep. Shout out to my dad, Steve. We're, we've been a Subaru family for a long time. And not only that, a like a hardcore Midtown totally. Subaru They're, family. They've been in Midtown for a long yeah. time. So uh, <laughs> it's always good to head down there. You guys have such a – it's amazing to watch because from when I like started going there to now, the changes throughout the years have been incredible. and. Now that location, it's just like so efficient. Everything's so easy. Yeah, we've had to grow. We've had to become yeah. more efficient just because there's a lot more Subarus on the road these days. Yeah. And it's hard to expand our facility. So we've got to figure out how to go get cars from people and do all these right. kind of creative things to get the scheduling in mm-hmm. and all that. That's so much better than just rolling up and hoping that they can get to your car. That's and, the hope. <laughs> yeah. So, and then of course the STI Cafe. Is that what it's still called? Still called the STI, STI Cafe. Cafe. And uh, get your coffee there. That's where I hang out. Yeah, we're in the process of modifying that a little bit, but yeah, I mean, we're excited. It's it's been a it's been a great run for Subaru, and we hope it keeps going yeah, for a while. For so. sure. So, how, first of all, how are you? How's your week going? Good, good week, good year so far. It's going by fast already. I mean, we're almost through January already. Isn't it amazing? It's crazy. I it's going to be 2021 in no right. time. We've been talking about 2020, and then all of a sudden it's February, and then it'll be spring, and then we'll be able to be golfing again. So that's crazy to think about. The crazy thing about to think about this show. So. We took over this show in January of 2013. Mm. So you've been coming in for a while. So it's been, yeah, six, seven years That's now. longer than I've been at The Zone. Yeah. So we've been so. been here a lot. But it's been a great show, and it's really fun to be able to take the callers and listen to listeners and answer questions and see what we can do to help people understand the car buying process and the car world a little bit better. So. Yeah, car buying is um, naturally stressful, I would say, just because it's a – big commitment right 
And uh, if you could, but you guys make it so easy to understand and to. I mean, the promise price thing is the. I think the smartest. I think one of the smartest things I've ever heard of. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I really think that the car buying process. The problem with the car buying process is us. <laughs> I mean, us right. as retailers, us yeah. as dealers. We've that made it so difficult because we've wanted control. Mm-hmm. Retailers, dealers, they figure if we lose control, we lose money. That's the general diagnosis of every dealer in the country and that's where the whole like send him back to his manager so like that's how they're and they train these guys and they have these training companies i'm going to go to nada which is the national automobile dealers conference in about three weeks two weeks down in vegas and there are trainers out there that they still train on this idea that you you don't let someone go out without a manager coming in to try and close them yeah you don't give them the numbers. You don't let them leave with a piece of paper with all the numbers on it because they're just going to take that piece of paper to someone else and they're going to beat your price. Right. So make it so you don't, the price doesn't matter. Like that's how like we looked at it the other way. Like why don't we make the experience so good that who cares if they take our price? And you you know that you're setting yourself up for uh, as a business mm-hmm. to have success when you have that price tag, and it also helps the customer know exactly what they're getting. And uh, I, I think that's smart. And because I'm not naive enough to say that like. They're bad dealers, but at the same time, they're bad customers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it goes both directions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are people, just as much as there are dealers that will lie and cheat and steal to get a good deal, there's, there are customers that will do that, too. I'm not saying not nearly vast majority, but there's a small percentage of customers that will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That will tell someone, oh, yeah, well, I'm not, I came in. These guys over at the Nissan store, they gave me $15,000 for this 15-year-old, 115,000-mile right. truck. Well, it's worth six. Yeah. <laughs> so it's amazing that they would give that to you. And they do this. It happens both ways. And the idea is that we're trying to make it so people don't have to do that. They don't feel like they have to come in with the same edge that they feel like they're going to get back. When uh, when you came up with this idea, I know we're getting a little into the weeds here, but I find it really interesting. Did, when you came up, did you have to sell that to Subaru? Or no. was so it? Subaru does, so that's one thing. The way the fa- franchise system works in this country is that they aren't allowed to dictate to us okay. how we do business. Perfect. They, they yeah. can say they can judge us based on our customer service scores, on our success, on everything like that. But we can sell cars however we want inside that franchise agreement. So if we want to sell cars, marking them up ten thousand dollars and then discounting them fifteen thousand dollars, like we can do that. Yeah. There's nothing keeping them from saying we can do that. Will they not be happy about that? Yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't like that. Same as if you gave away cars. for. Very- mm-hmm. so, but we have full control over that, and so we don't have to get anything like that approved. The, the harder pr- approval was figure- getting our staff to be right. in agreement. I mean, it took us a good year to get people. But it sounds like everyone, yeah, everyone likes oh, it. Oh, my gosh. I don't think any of our salespeople would ever sell cars another way. Yeah. And which, which is awesome because it means that we keep all of our people. I mean, we, we have very low turnover. We don't turn that over. But, I, I mean, I wish that we could – that the market as a whole would move faster towards these ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's, it is, but it's crawling. But And to me it feels like, though, you continue to outpace a lot of other – because of that, your customer scores are so high and you have so much, you sell so many vehicles yeah, I mean, that ver- you, you end up having, like, the SDI we talked about a couple months ago that only, what, two in this – like how many? Yeah, yeah. That we got the S two hundred nine. The S two hundred nine. Yeah, you got the two Utah of dealers. Them, yeah. Got each of our stores got one of the two hundred nine yeah. in the country. Yeah, two hundred nine. Six hundred and thirty retailers. So only one in three retailers got one, and both of our stores did. Yeah, it's because you, how we treat people. Exactly. And then you parlay that into raising money for charity, and it all kind of works together. In and the I think same thing. that that's the other thing we've really tried to push is, and Subaru as a whole too. I mean, Subaru's done a great job with this too. Is this idea of the love promise, which is 
being more than just a car retailer. We're going to be part of our communities. We're going to donate money. We're going to help. We're going to volunteer. We're going to do all that stuff. And the goal of that is not necessarily just to get people to come buy Subarus. Mm -hmm. It's to try and encourage, the same reason we did One Price, try and encourage other retailers to show this is successful. You guys can do business the same way. Mm -hmm. And if everyone started doing business that way, imagine how much money is going to charity. How many more cars are sold in this country because people enjoy the experience? And it becomes better for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, a good example, I mean, uh, we'll talk about some Super Bowl ads that are coming up yeah, a little bit later I in the show. But yeah. um, one that I'll bring in right now is Kia is coming up with a charity program for their Super Bowl ad. Very cool. So their Kia program, similar to what Subaru's done, Love Promise, they want it. They're going to make a charity thing. And so they're taking a serious – here's the article out of Automotive News. They're taking a serious approach to the Super Bowl ad this year, focusing on efforts to fight homelessness while showing off the, showing off the new 2021 Seltos. It's a really bad name. <laughs> subcompact crossover. <laughs> So they so it doesn't really roll off the tongue, Seltos. So it features a boy who marches into a room full of journalists and sits down in front of a half dozen microphones to take questions. The first question is, "What keeps you going out there?" And I run for those that keep, think there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I run to show that there is. And the idea is you have overcoming adversity to increase the prop, the dream, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're starting a if they're kicking off a thing called Yards Against Homelessness. So for every yard gained during the game, Kia will give one thousand dollars. The three charities to help the homeless. Wow. Uh, considering who's playing in the Super Bowl, right? That's so, going to be a pretty. I mean, that's an amazing. Eight hundred yards gained during the yeah. game. That's eight hundred thousand dollars. If that's there's a thousand yards, it's a million dollars that they'll donate. Pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And th this is the kind of stuff that you think, oh my gosh, Super like would come out and be like, oh my gosh, they're copying us. Like, we're, they're getting the charity. Well, no, no, we're all Subaru in this. wants this. Yeah, yeah like yeah. same thing I did. Like when when we started doing all of our charity stuff with Love Promise, like we wanted. Like the best thing that could be, the best compliment in the world is having other retailers in the state do the same thing. Yeah. Like when you get those guys calling, like, hey, wh what are you doing? We call and tell them. Mm -hmm. Like if someone called and asked me, like, how do you do your charity stuff? Come sit down, I'll show you. That's the whole point of Yeah, the whole point stuff. is <laughs> if we can get people to do that, right. more people will donate better for the charities, better for the community, better for everyone the, as a whole. Because if we can lift the whole community, more people are buying cars, it, it cycles back to us anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it's not that hard to really try and, put yourself out there as a business a little bit to do that. You don't, yeah. It doesn't always have to be about the bottom line. And I wish more people would. Yeah. And it uh, sounds like it's, like you said, though, slowly but surely. I think it's moving. I think the yeah. market's moving that way. And the yeah. carbon system is moving towards a more transparent, open process. More and more retailers every year are switching. I mean, I, I did two tours in the past three months of retailers that flew in to see our store to see how we do it because they want to be one price, mm -hmm. too. Of Subaru or of yeah, Subaru stores yeah, around the country. Cool. Very cool. Like, cause just I have pretty good connections being on the national yeah. retail board, and, and I just call and say, "Hey, I, I have some questions about One Price, and I say, you want to learn about One Price? Fly out, mm -hmm. fly out. I'll host you at the store for a day, and we'll you can sit and watch everything we do." And it's cool that you have two locations that you can kind of mm -hmm. share those prices with, and I don't know, it just works to me, in my opinion. It's a it was a very smart move by you guys. Uh, speaking of charitable events, last time charitable events, I talked to you. A couple of months ago, the last time I sat in, the the share the love event was going is since wrapped up. But uh, how did how did all that go? And do you have total numbers yet? We, we won't have total numbers until probably middle of February. Okay. The reason the reason we can't have totals is because they give the customer has until the end of January to pick their charity. Right. Okay. So all we can't. We don't have any totals yet. It was very successful from a sales standpoint. Extremely successful event for us. We had great month both stores. We're hoping to, that that number for both the local nonprofits will be well over 100000 Amazing. 
So, and then we're having our big event, which is going to be end of March. Hopefully, we'll do the radio show, the show live from there that day. But it'll, we're doing a big giveaway event in March where we're going to give away the charity checks and at the same time do the return the love we talked about. Yeah. So I, everyone who bought a car during that event is going to come back for a chance to win three years worth of payments, so over ten thousand dollars back in a check for one lucky winner. That sounds that sounds pretty good for that person. Yeah. My favorite part about it though is. I don't want to say force, but we're kind of forcing the people who bought cars to come back and, and watch us give the money they gave away. Yeah. So they get to see, oh, that $300 from me buying a car, look, this is real. Like, yeah. that's part of that $60,000 check. That was me. Yeah. I gave that money to Malinois Foundation. I gave that money to the sharing place, which I think is going to be pretty cool. You don't need, and like to say, I like that you're like, I don't really want to say force, but if they show up and come back to see it, I think that changes a lot of the, um, you know, when you're buying a car, you yeah, don't you really sure, think it just about it. It makes you feel a little yeah. better about like when you drive around yeah. that car every day, you think about the fact that, hey, part of my, part of me buying this car helped, what helped one child get yeah. grief services for the next six months. Or provided a uh, or, service or animal. Provide part for, of yeah. a service animal for yeah. a vet. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, did you find that the, because uh, you added the, oil filter this year did you find that was a success as well yeah i mean we had, a, we had our biggest service month we've ever had in our history oh, so awesome. i don't know if i have anything to do with it but it's going to be a big number that right. if those that five dollars per oil filter is going to add up I, I thought that was the i loved that part because say you know maybe last year you bought a car hey, you already bought a car you want yeah. to be a part of the event yeah. you can come in maybe you come in and do your oil change a month early because i know i did it so yeah, yeah and uh, so you can make sure you get that extra five bucks right. to go to nonprofit. I, and subaru kicked in on it yeah. we kicked in and I thought that was a cool move because it helps the if you didn't quite if you're not going to purchase a vehicle at least you can help in some way and five dollars sounds like if you have your biggest service month of the year uh, five dollars adds up pretty quick. I mean, right I think there. and we'll probably and we probably do probably did three or four thousand oil changes during that time between both stores, so it's probably twenty thousand dollars added yeah. to it. Wow, that's great. To the number, yeah. I mean, we, we do a lot. <laughs> and we talked about the. I mean, even one one animal at the Malinois Foundation is so is it's an expensive endeavor. Yeah, twenty twenty five thousand yeah, dollars for so one animal. That's there, incredible. So, so congratulations. Yeah, our hope, to you guys. our big hope was to do three animals. So we'll we'll see how it ended up. Well, congratulations to you guys. That's awesome, and uh, hopefully we can talk about how much uh, was donated in a in a month or so because you'll have those numbers together. But it sounds like it was a success again, and uh, Subaru USA in general, millions and millions of dollars, and uh, it's pretty cool. So. Uh, the Share the Love event. Make sure you keep it on your calendar for next year, especially if you're thinking about getting into the market for uh, a new Subaru. All right, Jeff, let's get into I wanted to talk a little bit about these Super Bowl commercials. That's been all the news this week, it seems. Uh, the uh, Everyone knows that those commercials are half of why half of the people watch the game, right? Yep. For the party, is some of you say shut up during the game, and some of you out there say shut up during the commercial breaks. Because you want to see them, but car commercials a big part of Super Bowl commercial or of the Super Bowl experience. And uh, I saw Porsche has a new one. Um, you've got the Genesis, the Kia, like you mentioned. So mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to advertising in car, like I don't know how much you know about it, but what is the aim when it comes to a Super Bowl ad? Awareness. Awareness. So the idea is it, it the the aim on any Super Bowl ad is to become the guy. It's different now, now that you've got YouTube and everything like that, because most of the time now, before the game even comes out, everyone's already seen the ads. Yeah. Like, if you went back, like, 10 years ago, the ads were, like, people would literally, like, 
go get sodas and go get drinks during the game, and a lot of people would just wait and watch the ads during yeah. the because they were so yeah. funny. But now most of the time people know exactly the ad before it hits in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, it's rare that it's not leaked by that time. But the idea is to create the buzz, is to be the guy at the water cooler the next morning and be like, hey, did you see that Toyota ad? Did you see that? And that's why they're spending $3 million for a 30-second spot because they, if they can get that buzz – it's a it's a really good thing for their brand because all of a sudden now that people have put Honda or Toyota or Porsche or whatever in their head, and it can lead to phone calls to their dealerships. It can yeah. lead to people coming in, leads to their website. They're they're looking for hype. Any one of these things, it's it's for hype. A lot of it's introducing a new product. Uh, I got. We'll start. We'll wait until probably. We'll do the next half hour. I've got a list of the, the best car commercial, car Super Bowl Sweet. commercials ever. Yeah, we'll get into that. On yeah, the, so let's do that in the next half hour. We'll do that in the next half. But they are fun. They are fun. I, I, and we'll try to. I'll try to see if I remember them because that's the thing about the Super Bowl ads is you always remember, kind of the. You might remember one second of a Super Bowl ad, and uh, the funny thing about them is you know exactly when it's over if it worked or not. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about like we don't. It's sometimes we don't pay attention to like television advertising as much when we're watching, but during the Super Bowl you do, and as a customer you know exactly if it landed or not. Totally, and the and the crazy thing is these ads are tested and focus grouped and done so much before this thing. It's crazy that someone could ever get a Super Bowl ad that flops. Right, I I've always found that fascinating. But it happens all the yeah. time where these yeah. ads come. It's like whoa, what were they thinking? Yeah, like the best ads ever. Were, what was the it was the E is it E trade ad with the monkey. I said we just wait like we just wasted three million dollars oh, yeah, on yeah. the monkey. Yeah, but it got people thinking the next day, and like, E trade went through the roof because of it. Yeah, like what was the one last year? It was like the the baby monkey something. It was like this weird something about monkey. Hi- something about monkeys and Super Bowl ads. Hi- oh, puppy baby yeah. monkey. Puppy, yeah, puppy ba- baby monkey. Yeah, <laughs> that, and I was I watched. I was horrified, and maybe it worked for them, but. It was that like Doritos or but something? But you still remember. I think to, it was, but in all fairness, you still remember to the No, state. it, yeah. it was. Uh, I do remember what the product was. It was the Mountain Dew Kickstart. Oh, thing. that's what there it was. Go. Yeah, and so it was just weird and like. But there are some flops. that are like, oh boy, that 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 didn't work at all. And if you're spending ten million dollars, like you say, you'd think there would be some sort of uh, vetting process. But you know, sometimes there's a lot of yes people, but they just want to keep their jobs, and they say yes, 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 yes. Technically. If we're going off the theory that all publicity is good publicity, don't you remember the flops much more than you remember the successful ones? That is part of the argument, too, right? So so you go with the argument, right? I think Peloton had their best winter season ever. Even after that ad, you saw the stuff with the Peloton ad, right? Where it was like the sexist guy who's like, ah, my. But they literally, because of all the press and everything like that, everyone heard about Peloton. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Now people bought it left and right. So that didn't hurt them at all. And their stock price actually went up like 40% after that ad. And, or, the, and then Ryan Reynolds used her in one of his yeah, ads. his ads. And, and he made, made a ton of money. Right? So there you go. Or may, maybe I'll save it for the second half hour when we talk about the car ads. But the, the Clint Eastwood General Motors ad was one of like the worst. Do you guys remember the, that That was ad? a Chrysler ad. Well, oh, yeah. That was like one of the it, worst ads I've ever seen. It led into one of the it. best Saturday Night Live skits ever. Yeah, true. <laughs> so you're right. Maybe even if they're flops, sometimes they. Bill Hader's Saturday Night Live skit mocking that yeah. ad is one of the best Saturday Night Live skits ever. Man, I love Bill Hader. <laughs> I think he is so funny. So, yeah, we'll get into some Super Bowl ads. It is only in 
uh, one week from Not to tomorrow. mention that Clint Eastwood ad was a, it was a Chrysler ad, right? It Chrysler. I thought it was General Motors. Was it General Motors? I don't remember. Maybe it was General. But anyway, what it was was he did, they were th- three of them. I mean, it wasn't one ad. Yeah, it, yeah. it was one after the first quarter, one after the second yeah. quarter, one after the third quarter. It's like it's fourth quarter in America. Oh, <laughs> oh that yeah, that was uh, five million this year, by the way. In case you're wondering, for one thirty-second spot? spot. Crazy. Five million dollars. Is ever? I guess though, like you say, if if it pays itself off, because by stock prices or having a good quarter, just because of one ad, then. Yeah, I mean, some of these ads Somebody have gets turned. A bonus. I mean, a company like E-Trade. Yeah, they made the company. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that one, that one ad Never made the company heard, yeah. that, and TD ends up buying them. And yep. I mean, not TD. I mean, E-Trade's still a company, but they, they ended up making so much money on mm-hmm. that ad, it was worth every penny. And it happens. Yep. I mean, same reason why Doritos does it all the time. And uh, yeah, all because the, they get so much feedback. Budweiser, Budweiser, yep. Bud Light. Everyone expects it. Yep, Bud Light, they expect the funny, and Budweiser, they expect the puppies and the Clydesdales. and they, so It just becomes part of their budget. Yep, totally. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, Jeff, I came across an article, too, not to change too quickly here, but uh, as we are going to get into that, uh, more automated vehicles are being announced every every or every day, it seems like we're getting more automotive or more uh, automated electric and things like that. GM. They're going to build in 2022 a automated shuttle bus that will take people around. From where? Uh, looks like they're going to. I don't know where they're going to release it first, but it looks like it's going to be. It's called the Cruise Origin, and uh, they're going to. In fact, a cool thing about this is they were this uh, plant in Detroit, uh, the Detroit Hamtrak assembly plant was slated to close, and then uh, GM GM made it their center of their uh, EV plan. So they're going to keep it open, which is pretty cool. They're going to be able to keep a bunch of jobs there. And it uh, looks like it's going to be like a automated shuttle that you can hail down. And, okay, uh, Cruise Origin. Yeah, there you go. It kind of looks, you know, it looks very futuristic looking. Uh, but interesting that maybe this is the future of automated vehicles. is more public transportation tr- and buses. And yeah. So where automation works great is on closed circuits. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, right. So like so a like, bus route. Imagine well, bus route's a little tough because you got other cars in the road. True. I'm talking about clothes. So you're talking about like like a, like a camp, corporate campus, oh, okay. a airport, uh, places where there's no other traffic involved in it. The problem is they haven't figured out how to deal with stupid drivers. The, the human element is yeah. always something that's interesting. Stupid humans. That, we that, are stupid. That is an interesting point. I, I attend the University of Utah. They have an automated shuttle up there. Do mm-hmm. they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. I used to take that cram into one of those, the red line shuttle right, bus. It was the same idea with people. like most most train services or shuttle services in airports. That th- there's no train driver on those. Right. Like you get on a train at the airport. Like I was in Las Vegas a couple weeks. I was uh, at a super meeting, and you get on the train between the terminals in Las Vegas. There's no train driver. Hmm. You're getting on a train. It's just a train that's controlled by somebody in a computer, like in a control center. Same at DIA. Yeah. Right. Same idea. Yeah. And so I mean, it, but that's because it's on a closed system. It's on a rail. Like nothing. Yeah. The rail. Can the go rail wrong, makes right? sense. I want though. So I wonder how that's going to work because I, 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 I think it would be cool to have these kind of electric vehicles driving around. Yeah, you're still so far from automated cars. I it's know. crazy. I mean, fully automated cars. You are at least. Five to six years minimum. In my like my, the perfect system is almost to me like. Did you ever see Minority Report? 
Yes. With Tom Cruise. That mm-hmm. system where there's just a bunch of them flying around and yeah. no one drives them. And then you get to fight Colin Farrell as you go flying through the air. But the problem is, like you say, you can't have some automated and some and you not. Can't, and you can't call them what they're not. And we still have the issue that we have with uh, – we've talked about a lot on the show about Tesla. And yeah. Tesla calls their system autopilot, and it's just not. And there's actually a great article that um, in this week on Automotive News where a senator, mm-hmm. Senator Edward Markley, Markey, Democrat out of Massachusetts, very busy today, probably sitting around yes, watching, very busy. watching some I don't speeches. Know you, we won't get into that, but if you turn on the news, you <laughs> you'll probably see him sitting there. Yeah, you can't see any of them. But anyway, they um, basically urged Tesla to rebrand its driver assistance system autopilot, saying it has an inherently misleading name and is subject to potentially dangerous misuse, what we've all been saying. Right. Like, you call it autopilot, people are going to think, you can drive without paying attention. Because it's what we've been That's sold in the movies for 50 years. Well, yeah. You've been sold on airplanes yeah. for the last 40 years. You yeah. got an airplane, you put it in autopilot, you can literally go on the back of the plane, it's flying for you. Yeah. You don't have to push gas, you don't have to look, you don't have to do that. It'll beep at you if something goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right? You take a nap, yeah. You should, technically shouldn't be taking a nap. But Probably not, but. But you could. Yeah. And that happens, I mean, they hear that all the time where guys will put a thing on the thing, go sit in the back and yeah. read a newspaper and then come back up and keep flying. Yeah. I mean, you, you, without question, there's nothing stopping doing that, but the Tesla's not involved. It's not intended to do that. Mm-hmm. But people are doing it because they call it that. And mostly because it's cool. I'm sure that's why it's called that. Yeah. So, I mean, he says that they, sh- he called for rebranding and remarking the system to reduce misuse as well as building backup driving monitoring tools that will make sure no one falls asleep at the wheel. Speaking of taking a nap, what would you guys rename it? Um, Driver assist, yeah, something like that. I mean, there's lots of different things you could name it. Obviously, they they think. I mean, for example, most of the systems out there in the world can do what Tesla's does. Subaru's eyesight mm. can do what Tesla's system does. They just don't because they don't want to hurt people. Yeah, that's exactly why Subaru doesn't do it. Their system can, without question, keep you in a lane, keep you running a speed, change lanes for you. It can do all of that, but Subaru doesn't want to do it because they are 100% safety first. It's, it's it's just facts. You know, I was in a Tesla Uber once, and I <laughs> the guy started doing. I was like, "Can you just drive, please?" Because I wasn't. Oh, he had put it in uh, auto yeah, drive. Just like said back, yeah, like, "Hey, was, so what's going on?" Yeah, I was like, "I uh, <laughs> turn it back, have a conversation with you." Like, yeah, I was yeah, like, I'm not really comfortable. Maybe with- <laughs> by yourself you can do that, but if you don't mind, just just drive today for me at least. But uh, yeah, it's the autopilot. It's kind of an irresponsible thing. Yeah, to Tesla response responded back to the senator by saying that the videos shown by Markey showed a few bad actors that were grossly abusing autopilot. It represented only a very small percentage of our customer base. That doesn't make it okay No, if you have got a few bad actors. But you're calling it something that encourages them to do that. Yeah. And we keep hearing about accidents and things like that. And it's going to be the ongoing conversation when it comes to Tesla, right? Especially when they try to get the, if they ever get those semi-trucks on the road and um, things like that. Maybe that'll work in the middle of nowhere if it's, you know, going through the middle of Iowa when there's no one around, or middle southern Utah maybe where there's nothing around, maybe that autopilot's okay. But like you say, when you get into cities and you add not even stupid people, just regular people on the road, it can be a dangerous proposition. So interesting that a senator from Massachusetts, uh, is he going to bring forward legislation or is he just asking? He's to, just asking. And then maybe he will. Maybe it's, that'll be his cause. Should be nothing will happen. Probably. That's kind of what happens, but in general. Generally what happens. Yep. And then I saw that Tesla could reach a valuation of a trillion dollars. It's insane. I mean, that stock price just keeps going up and up and up and up. We talked about it, I think, with Austin a couple weeks ago. 
about when we first started this show. So this is before Tesla. This is before. Um, so it was before Austin was a thing. He was just our producer, yeah. me and Tom. Tesla stock on January 1st, 2014, when we started, was at $32. Oh, should have bought into it. Right? And we would always argue about, oh, man, you think it's going to hit 100 You think it's going to maybe get to 150 It closed last, it closed last yesterday at 564 <laughs> And it was down seven points. So you would could have made some money in 2000. You could have made a lot of money. Yeah. Had didn't quite hit six hundred. Got to five ninety four as its high, and it's probably just going to keep going up yeah, because it does. You know the the model does speak to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and uh, but I'm with you. If like keep people safe, it's not about trying to be edgy and innovative all the time. I think because you, like you say, most systems could handle that kind of auto. I don't want to say autopilot, but the driver assist way, but they don't have to and they don't do it. They just assist the driver and keep them from flipping their car. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is they're still not a very profitable company. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're still not making money doing it, so it's crazy that the stock's still doing it. It's still based off hype. And, I mean, a market downturn would be pretty bad for Tesla. totally. Because they've got a ton of debt out there that's going to come up in the next few years that could be rough. All right, well, uh, we're going to hit a break here, Jeff, real quick. On the other side, we'll get into the best Super Bowl commercials of all time. Uh, do they have to do with cars only? Yeah, we're going to do cars only. Cars yeah, only? Yeah, it's a car show. We're going to do cars only. Let's do cars only. And, uh, and then call in and tell us your best ones, too, yes. if, if they're not on our list as well. Yeah, call and tell us your favorite car commercial, Super Bowl or not, because there are a lot of good ones out there. I remember when uh, Subaru first came out with the, the love promise and things, and mm-hmm. the the dog commercials, man, they just got me. I know. They, they got Subaru, me good. Subaru's never done Super Bowl. So Subaru, they went the counter-programming and did the Puppy Bowl. Yes. And they, they, they still continue to they'll continue to do the Puppy Bowl the again. The Puppy Bowl's year. a hit because who doesn't like watching puppies play, play football? football? Yes, exactly. Uh, we'll hilarious. get into that coming up on the other side. This is Utah Car Sense brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru here on the Zones. Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Utah Car Sense here presented by Mark Miller Subaru on the The Zone Sports Network. I'm Adrian Lizer sitting in for Austin Horton today here with Jeff Miller. Uh, here at Vivid Smart Home Arena, pretty fun day today. It's the Jazz are going to be playing at three o'clock. Jeff should be a really. Oh, I am such I'm a. I'm coming big... back. Actually, I'm going home. You are sweet. Yeah, I'm grabbing, bringing my, bringing my boy down, and we're gonna, we're gonna come watch. What do you think of this three o'clock tip? I'm a huge. I fan like of the three it. o'clock. Yeah. It's great. No, because it's great for families. Yeah. Right. I mean, because you look at it like I looked at the games, the whole thing. I was like, okay, this game, I'm keeping the tickets because I'm gonna bring somebody. Right. I'm bring one of the kids. And it's a great game. First yeah, of all, you got Dallas too. And you got Luka Doncic in town and. Uh, both teams didn't play the last couple of days, so, yeah, so they're two fresh teams. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be good. I I I I think every team should do three or four of these a year. Totally, they should. They used to do it all the time. Yeah, you've got. I mean, even if you're the Jazz and you not you don't do Sunday home games, you can do a couple Saturdays. Because before like this. it was before the time when they used to before they had ESPN and TNT and the TBS yeah. games during the week. 
It used to be the one nationally televised game was the Saturday on NBC. I remember, yeah. Games, right? Early, yeah. And so there was always like, so if you were the like the big team, it was when Stockton Malone days, there was always one or two Saturday games. Mm-hmm. It was a day game during the regular season. They wouldn't start until like February. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But they'd always have the day games and you'd come watch a day game. I remember going to day games when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I think it's great. And you don't have to do 20 of them. Because it's hard. I just mean, do a couple. I think they should also at some point do a few games that are six o'clock tips. Yeah. Instead of doing a seven o'clock tip on three or four games, do six o'clock. It just it makes it so much. It's hard to bring. Like, so if you want to bring a, like my kids are six to eight. I have I can't bring them during the week to a game, mm. because by the time the game ends at nine fifteen, we get home. It's nine forty five ten. They got to be at school the next morning. Like they're way past their bedtimes. Yeah. But it's not a big deal on a Friday or Saturday, but. A day game like this is perfect. Yeah, I, I'm home by six, seven o'clock. And I bet it's hard for like you can't bring your son at eight thirty tip, especially well, in the middle tips of the week. Not a yeah. chance. Like yeah. we're literally those are the games you put the kids to bed, then go to the game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that. Obviously, that's an With NBA the sitter thing. at home. Yeah. We yeah, don't yeah. Just leave them in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> soon they'll be old enough. That, and that's an NBA thing. They kind of dictate the schedule. Yeah. Like, it'll yeah. be cool having this nice three o'clock game. I'm excited yeah. for it. I'll and go home. Gonna go home, grab everybody, and head back here. People are kind of already milling around downtown. Get get some lunch, you know, and. You know, or get lunch here at the arena. There's so many great choices here. Yeah, so totally. Should be fun. Uh, Three o'clock tip off here, uh, Jazz and the Mavericks. It's gonna be pretty cool. All right, uh, Jeff, you teased it in the last segment. We've got the best Super Bowl ads that are automotive related, and uh, yeah. there there are a lot of ones that, um, like we were talking about that you could you just mentioned one part of it. All of a sudden, your memory yeah, memory. There's some on this list it. you won't remember, but there's some on the list you absolutely will. Okay. So the first one on the list. So this is on CarBuzz.com. So they did an article, they did it a year ago, so it doesn't include last year's. But So the first one is, this was in 2011, it was a Volkswagen ad with Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, remember I remember. With the, the Force? With the kid, right? Yeah, with the yeah. kid. He's like eating his uh, sandwich. Yep. And he's like walking around the house. Yep. I remember that one very well. Right, like he's trying to move the dog, he's trying to move his sandwich, he's yeah. trying to move like the baby. And then he like goes out to the car, right? And then he starts the car. He goes, the, ooh, and he yeah. starts the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a good one. I remember that his, No, his dad beeps the, yeah. his dad oh, beeps that's the what thing, it was. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it starts the car. And the, 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 and the kid's just like, what? Yeah. And the black Toyota or black Volkswagen. <laughs> that was a like, Passat. Yeah, the Passat. That yeah, that's a good one. I remember that. That was one. a great ad. So that was, that was one of my favorite ones, too. I like that one being first on the list. Okay, the second one was an Alfa Romeo ad in 2017. It's one where it's just driving around the track the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't think like, of those Alfa Romeos. That's a cool looking car. Yeah, they're a cool. The Julia Quadrifoglio. I've been watching this show on uh, Netflix called The Politician. Okay. And yep. the the kid drives the main character drives this old like convertible Alfa Romeo. Romeo. That's so awesome. with single seater uh, convertible. That's really so cool. cool. Anyway. Okay, so the next one, one of my favorite ads of all time, is the uh, Bridgestone Scream ad. The Screaming so Squirrel. This, yeah, so, so 2008 actually. Can you believe it's that's it was 11 years ago, 12 years ago? You know, the older I get, the faster time moves, Jeff. It does. I'll give is you that me. how the, I just yeah. turned 30, and all of a sudden I feel I like I'm— fo- I turned 40 in July. I know. It's all downhill from there. 40 is the new 30, man. Yeah. So. 40 is the new 20. Yeah. Well, let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. 30 is the new 10. Exactly. <laughs> so that's but, the one. But, so if you don't remember that ad, there was the one with there was a squirrel in the middle of the road eating like an acorn or something like that, and all of a sudden a car's coming at it. You never see what type of car it is because it's not for the car. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk. We'll, we have a caller. We'll talk to her after this this one. So, 
Um, essentially what happens is the squirrel's on the road and the car's coming right out and the squirrel turns and starts screaming. And then it's like an owl screaming and like the person in the passenger starts, and just everyone screams and all of a sudden he just like swerves around them. And it's a Bridgestone tire ad. Yes, I, I was, remember that one that very well. That was really well. funny That ad. one very well. Uh, uh, let's get our caller and then we'll get into the rest yeah, of the Yeah, let's list. get into the caller. Uh, we've got Don on the line. Don, how's it going? Good. Good morning. Good morning. What do you one got of, for us today? One of my favorite ones is a supercar, the Ford GT. Okay. In uh, two, 2004. I do remember if, that. If you, love, if you love cars, that's a beautiful commercial in the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see. I've got it up in front of me here. Yeah. First of all, who doesn't love a good Ford GT? Yeah. Great car. Yeah. 2004, man, that's, that's a throwback. Yeah, and they did a full one, too. I think it was a full-minute commercial, too. Like, they spent some money to show that car. Because they, what they did was they went through the history, right, if I remember right? Uh, no, I just did a real quick red one going through the speed. Oh, yeah, going through the on track. Yep, going through the track. I have it here, and yeah. I would I would still drive that car. Yeah, that's day. a very sweet car. All right, well, hey, Don, thanks for the uh, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yep, we're, you're entry, yeah, thank enter, you. Enter you in to win that oil change. Yep. All right, let's go to the next one. Too. All right. This next one was, uh, you'll remember this because only a few years ago. This was the when the Prius 4 came out. So the new Prius came out with Toyota. They did the longest chase. And it was the one where was the people were robbing a bank in a Prius. Oh, yeah. And they end up, like, driving around for, like, everywhere. Like, the cops end up falling asleep at the end of the ad. Yeah. And they, like, sneak by because yeah. the idea is the Prius has so it's gets such good gas mileage they don't have to stop for gas. Yeah, they go to, like, <laughs> Prius chase continues. Yeah, there's, like, people over, like, freeway on ramps, like, oh, Prius. Looks <laughs> like it was a multiple-part commercial, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do it through. They did it throughout the Super Bowl. Remember, yeah. they did like three ads. Yeah, They're like up oh, the the chase continues. Yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a really funny one. <laughs> yeah, I really like that one too. The next one on the list I haven't seen. Obviously, it's before either of our times. It was a GTO commercial, but for Pontiac back in the day, where they introduced the Pontiac Humbler, the GTO Humbler. Ah, nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. Yeah. So, and the idea was just like driving around like a drive-through, like rubbing its engine and rubbing its exhausted. It doesn't really fly anymore these no, days. No, you don't do that anymore. <laughs> no but... one's really shooting off exhaust commercials these days. But, you know, in the 70s, that was part of the culture was getting your... And they had a custom song commission for it, the All GTO right. song. All right, yeah. Like, those are the days you got in your, your, your uh, uh, in this one, your GTO, yeah. or you totally. got in your... Went um, down to the drive-thru. Right. And... You all, you went, everyone popped the hoods and took a look at each other's engines and called it called it a fun night i would think of that 70s show when i yep, think it's totally like that yeah can i uh throw out mine really quick yeah. yeah um speaking of car buying and we this is a topic we talk about on the store uh on the show a lot remember uh last year there was i don't remember the actor's name the guy who plays the dad on arrested development Okay. Um, did like the nine levels of hell for car buying. Do you guys remember? Oh, that, that was last year. Yeah, Jason Bateman was yeah, in that. Yeah, you guys remember that ad? Yeah. I just was thinking about that earlier today when we were talking about how the car industry at points is flawed because of sales techniques. I, I think it was maybe it was Auto Trader or something. Yeah, I'm like trying that. to see if I find it. But yeah, he was the he was the elevator guy. He like ran the elevator, and uh, and then of course the the. Best level was the car buying. It was a Hyundai ad. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, they were talking about Shopper Assurance. So it was a minute-long ad for Shopper Assurance, which was the idea that they could return the car. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that one. That one stands out as something I can remember as a funny one. And Jason Bateman's always funny. Yeah. That's the thing about all these 
a lot of the headline has been a lot of this year's car buyer or car companies are having celebrity endorsers this year. There's gonna be like the like John Legend and Chrissy Teigen are doing yep. the Genesis. Yep, that's a big one. The big yeah. the big one they're looking for. Genesis doing the Chrissy Chrissy Teigen and John Legend ad. New luxury or young luxury is what yeah, they're calling young luxury. it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, should Which we continue? Because the Genesis brand has been struggling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so last couple, let's see what we got on there. So I'll skip the Ford one, but Audi Commander, that was a good one. So that was 2016. That was the space shuttle one where there was, like, the old astronaut, like, sitting oh, yeah. in his living room, and then it's, like, sun comes and, like, brings the key, and he brings mm-hmm. him out to, like, the brand-new R8 yeah. that they were trying to introduce, and it's to the David Bowie song, Starman. First of all, those R8s are like so cool. I love that car. That R8 is such a cool car. That is such that is a cool such car. Such a gorgeous, cool-looking car. Like that that is a that is a status car cuz that thing that is I mean, Audis are cool anyway, but that that R8, that is sports car. That's what I think of when I think of a sports car. But yeah, that was a good one. Uh and he's uh and who doesn't love that song by David Bowie? Totally. Yeah. Any more on that list? Uh, let's see if we have any more. Let's see. Commanders, that one. Audi, the Chase. That was the that was an ad back in two thousand nine with Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. So they brought him out. What they did was it, it literally it starts with like an old school Audi and then like merges into like like goes like an Audi back like the seventies or sixties, and then it ends up like merging all the way back to a, going to a ad with Jason Statham jumping in the brand new one and yeah yes, just, and that was when he was doing the transporter. And when that was, remember that movie? Yeah. And then he drove that, like, a 8-4, I think, in that movie. Yeah. The, souped up one. Then my last one I'm going to go on the list is one of my favorite ads, too, is the Christopher Walken ad for Kia. Oh, yeah. Remember the walk-in closet? Yeah, yeah the walk-in closet. The walk-in closet where the guy walks in, he's like in his beige closet, and it's Christopher Walken sitting on a chair telling him not to be ordinary with, yeah. his, with his sock puppets. Yes. Oh, that, that <laughs> was such a good one. And the idea was, in Kia, that was actually a huge thing because they were trying to change the public perception of cars. So Kia had a public perception of being these bland Korean cars. The idea is they're trying to make them these like cool, like off-brand, like exciting cars, and so that was the idea of the ad. Um, looks like uh, Porsche Jeff is getting back into the Super Bowl ad game. Yep, first Thank time you. since 1997. Uh huh. So I wonder what makes car companies decide to get in and out of the Super Bowl game. The idea is, and I've heard a lot from the thing is that the Subaru guys have always said. It would eat up so much of their budget, it's just not worth it. But if they ever came up with an idea that they thought was that good and that incredible, they would do it. Mm. So but it's not about just doing it just to do just, it. You have to have, especially if you're a smaller company. Well, Subaru's not as much of a smaller company anymore, but they spend as much money sponsoring the Puppet Bowl as they would for one Super Bowl. Right. Right? Yeah. So the idea is they, th- they own it. Mm-hmm. They own the whole thing, and it becomes their thing. But... If they could come up with that one spot that's just incredible, it'd be worth it. I think you could. Just get enough people in the room. You'll, you know, you'll you get can't. it. Sometimes that's sometimes it's just true. one person. Yeah, that's like, true. Like that's the thing true. is, like you you talk about that way, but sometimes it's one idea. You don't need fifty people, a hundred people in the room. Like sometimes it's just one idea. Sometimes the best Super Bowl has been the simplest. Yep. And uh, speaking of, you know, maybe not getting into the commercial game, but uh, getting involved in the Super Bowl. Did you see this out of Volvo? What they're doing? They're going to be uh, giving away a million dollars worth of cars if a safety occurs in the Super Bowl. Who is? Volvo. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, so they are obviously, uh, they're going hashtag Volvo Safety Sunday. Flashbacks. And they're uh, they're going to be doing uh, 
million dollars worth of cars if if a safety occurs. That's cool. Yeah. I don't like that because safety, safety. You know, hey, I'm a Broncos fan, and one of the least favorite memories of my entire life is that Super, Super Bowl, Bowl safety Seattle, <laughs> where the first snap went directly over Peyton Manning's head. You know, uh, I had a. <laughs> this is a weird story, but I was in uh, Vegas the day or a couple days before the Super Bowl. And I was joking, we were at the sports book, and I was joking with somebody that I'll put a few Skittles down on, hey, the first play of the game will be a safety. That, that'd be hilarious, right? Because the odds were so, you know. And I, we laughed about it. I never did it. And then it happened. That's oh, a, that's crazy. That's so, an all-time so this is interesting. Beat. So I read the article on the safety thing. That's a cool, kind of a cool idea, though. Yeah. So the way it works, though, is it's not just like, okay, they're going to pick a random people. Is before the game starts, you have to go on their website, which is volvosafetysunday.com. And you have to design your own Volvo car and submit it with all your information. Oh. Hmm. So, so essentially, all these retailers are going to get leads for all these people who have submitted cars. That's smart thinking there, Volvo. Right. And then the idea is that if they happen, they'll randomly select a million dollars worth of them and give them away. That's a re- that's really good. That's a smart idea. It's probably, what, 20 cars, 15 I'll t- cars? I'll tell you one thing. The retailers are going to hate it. Because they're going to get so many garbage leads yeah. <laughs> that they're going to have to waste their time on. Yeah, and they're, somebody's going to be calling all these people, and what they're all going to say, oh, no, I was just in it for the Super Bowl ad. Yeah, like, I'm right now. I'm going to go on and select <laughs> my uh, XC90 Volvo. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to make sure I can win that puppy. Back, back to the ads. Was the Lincoln ad a Super Bowl ad? The, the, the very infamous now Matthew McConaughey first Lincoln ad where he's just driving around in the middle of the night. Was yes, that a that Super, was a Bowl, Super ad? Bowl ad? That one was very good. But it sure made people think about Lincolns. <laughs> like, what the hell is Matthew McConaughey yeah, doing exactly. in Lincoln? That's what I Speaking <laughs> of great, uh, great <laughs> SNL skits that it inspired, it inspired the terrific Jim Carrey uh, 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 yeah. uh-huh. Lincoln SNL uh, Yeah, talk about random celebrity endorsements that one was one of them where i was like lincoln mcconaughey it was like uh shack and buick oh yeah remember the shack yeah, yeah. i don't think that was a super bowl ad but remember the shack buick ads yeah yeah <laughs> like there's no way that man fits in a buick. right yeah exactly <laughs> and now buick yeah i kind of like their ads where they talk about no no get the buick he's like no it's right there that's that's my car. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah those are good ads that's, a, like good, that's a good ad campaign Spe- so. speaking of mcconaughey and cars i saw the gentleman last night the new uh, Guy Ritchie movie. Was it good? Yeah, it's way good, and he drives some sweet beamers in that. It's a pretty cool movie. Anyway, I suggest Man, it. they really do make you go through the entire process. Really? Of How's your car looking? I don't know. I just want to get to the end of it so I can submit. <laughs> <laughs> leather seats, red leather, and who wouldn't want a brand new Volvo, though? So how do I do it now? I've built my car. All right, this site is confusing. Maybe that's the secret. They just get you to build a car, and then they're gonna call you, and you're gonna be like, "No, I actually, I actually run a dealership. I don't need your car. I was just in this for the." No, I'll still take the free car. That, yeah, that's an interesting question, Jeff. That I have, like, generational kind of gap wise. Do you find younger people will spend the time to buy a car online with kind of the way attention spans are going towards? waning like how do you how do your demographics it hasn't it hasn't quite moved that far yet so most people that we that we that come in our store have been on our website vast majority 70 80 percent 
of people who show up in our store, have been at our website before, have looked at our cars, and look what it is. The way we try and push it, and the way Subaru is really pushing towards it, is the idea that the, a dealer's website has its place, just like a manufacturer's website has its place. Like if someone's looking and say, I want to figure out what type of Subaru I want to buy, they shouldn't go to markmillersubaru.com. I love them to, but you're not going to get the best information there. You're going to get the best information from Subaru.com if you want to figure out how to buy a car. If you want to figure out what your payments are going to be, what your pricing and how to buy the car, service contract, things like that, come to me. Once you're in that part of the process, you should be coming to me. And younger people have started using some of those new, because we have ability digital retail. You can go to our website right now and literally buy a car online. You literally get to the point where you've got credit in, you've picked your car, you've got your payment down to the penny, picked your extended service contract, pick any added features you want, Submit it to us with a, with your credit, copy your driver's license, copy your insurance card, and we can literally set up your paperwork and you can come pick the car up in a couple hours. I mean, it's literally to that point. How often that gets used? 5%. Mm. Because just not people aren't ready for it yet. The, the trust isn't there yet. It's not mainstream enough yet. Well, that's a huge purchase, too, just to like, go online. Just like do. 10 years ago, people did, wouldn't just go on a website and click buy now on any item and expect it to be at your door in two days. Yeah. Right? And they, what they do if they wanted to go buy an item, they go to Target. Mm-hmm. They'd go to Best they'd go Buy. on they'd Amazon, go to look Buy, at it, right? And then they would yeah. head into the store. I've exactly. done that. Yeah. And now everyone trusts Amazon. Yeah, right. Everyone goes to Amazon or BestBuy.com or any of these sites and says, "Ship it to me." Yeah, the only thing that's sketchy these days about Amazon is those the what do you call them? porch pirates? Porch who, pirates. Yeah, uh, for that's sure. that's now you're just trying to figure out where to ship it where it won't get stolen. Now, I mean, they, but Amazon's doing a better job with that too. Yeah. About they give now they just delivery. replace it. <laughs> you, have your, you have your delivery alerts and everything yeah. like that. Most a lot, a lot of people are getting ring door the doorbell cams yeah. and all that stuff. And so, but I think your younger generation as that younger generation gets older and that millennial generation starts really being the power buyers. You'll start pe- getting people to trust that system more and do it. But There's also the argument gets, of having enough like but gets, crap credit to do it right. And Hold one on. thing a lot of my sales guys forget, and a lot of people forget, is that. The car buying purchase is still an emotional purchase. Yep. It's not like buying a roll of toilet paper or a computer on Amazon or tennis, like something on Amazon, anything you want to buy on Amazon, right? There's something about pulling that car out, sitting in it, and smelling it and feeling that car. Mm-hmm. There's still that idea. In our, and our, our product specialists, the ones that struggle, forget that. They forget to walk a customer out to a car and say, hey, sit in the car. See if this is a good feel. See how your legs feel in it. See if, like, because you're going to be sitting in this car a lot. Like, they miss that touchy-feely part of the business, and that won't ever go away. That's why you're not ever going to be 100% digital is because yeah. uh, so many car purchases are built off that idea. They sit in it, and they go, oh, yeah. <laughs> or I wasn't, wasn't going to buy a car today, but I got to go home in this thing. Or even looking at it, like the color. It could yeah. come down to that. Totally. That's why and you where our salespeople struggle is when they start getting a customer walking in the door and the customer's like, I'm, I want to buy a premium Outback in gray. Great. Let's go sit down at the computer. Right. It's like, no, let's go, let's go find your car. Right. Oh, look, there's your car. That's yeah. the one you want. Let's go sit in it. Let's yeah. go for a drive. Like that kind of deal. And get that feeling, get that emotion of w- wanting that vehicle. I still have an emotional attachment to my 2007 Impreza. Most people do. Sedan. Most people have emotional connections to their cars. And I miss that car. <laughs> I had a guy, um, we had a guy come in our showroom floor yesterday at our Midtown store. I just happened to be up there talking to our sales managers. And the guy came in and was asking his customers, like, yeah, asking to see an ascent. Just, he just wanted, he was in service in his car. And he's like, well, I just don't know if I can buy it. I love my 2017 six-cylinder Outback. Yeah. I don't think I could ever trade it in. <laughs> and like, and the passion he was talking with about his yeah. car 
Like, that's cool. Like, that's why, like, that's what we love about the car business. Honestly. That's why we run a car show. That's why we talk about cars for two hours every Saturday. Honestly, I have so much regret saying goodbye to that car. But it had to be done. It was Eventually, cars die. That's the sad part. It was time to move it, and now I'm in a 13, but it's, like, worlds. Now I have Bluetooth, and my mind's blown. And I spent one one week in a. You know how like a tape deck with the wire sticking yeah, out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had one in the six disc six disc changer, you know. But you I don't had disc tape decks with wires. They still have CDs them. in the cars. I don't know of anybody who actually uses a no. CD player anymore. But they still do have CD That's players. That's how in I the use aux cords. I, I spent like one week in a nineteen Outback when I was getting like <laughs> a like a recall done on mine, and <laughs> I was like, man, the driver assist just totally threw me off. Yeah. I was like. Man, I'm a bad driver because <laughs> it beeps all the time yeah. when you're leaving. Like, you yeah. don't realize how many times you li- lose a lane. <laughs> and I feel like I'm a good driver, but when I was in that car, like all I have in mind is the Bluetooth. Like I think that's amazing technology for myself. And I get in that, there's this screen, and you can do so much. And the driver <laughs> assist is telling me that I need to pay better attention, and uh, it's just crazy how far it's going. But yeah, I miss my 07. I understand why people like my dad had a 1960. Uh, 1969 Dodge. Uh-huh. It was just a boat, like too big for any garage these days. But now my brother has it, but he held on to that for a lot because just you know, like that attachment you get to a car. Totally. Like, that emotional. T- it's, I. It's akin to like finding a new, you know, like a home almost a little. Like yeah, clearly not in the same realm about of it, price. Like, but most people spend an hour a day in their car. Yeah. I mean that's literally most people are spending 365 hours a year in that vehicle. Right, as so you're putting your kids in it, and you're making memories, you're going on yeah. vacation, you're doing. That's why most lo- so many people remember their cars. I, mean, I can remember every car I've ever owned. Yep, me too. Without question, you remember memories inside every car I ever owned. Good. I and remember bad. every little dent on every car I own yeah. because as soon as I walked in my car, I'd notice if something's wrong. Totally. If if there's a smudge, I notice it and you know try to get rid of it or a dent or something. And, and that's why I don't think that because you asked that question about it going totally digital, I don't see that happening ever yeah there's always there's always going to be a need for coming in and touching and feeling and creating that emotional connection definitely all right uh we're going to take a quick break here jeff we're a little over and we'll come right back on the other side uh to utah car sense with jeff miller i'm adrian sitting in for austin presented by mark miller subaru here on the zone sports network